hello i have some good stuff for you today i um i don't know i have spent the last 48 hours just pouring into the word god is revealing so much um i can hardly handle the rate (laughs) at which he's revealing it and my heart is grieving it's grieving for the church it's grieving for the lies that we've been taught and been listening to and so buckle up because this might be a little bumpy um i guess i want to start with and knowing a little bit about our history. So today is a bit of a history lesson. Um, so we know that after Jesus rose to heaven, then there was the Acts. You can read through Acts, which is amazing. Like I talked about the last podcast, read it. It's so good. Um, so there's Pentecost, the Acts, and then they were scattered to spread the good word, right? Um, so that continued on in about 380 um, in the 300s, and then the emperor of Rome essentially became a Christian. Um, that might be a little bit up for debate, but in the making of that, so Rome basically persecuted the new the way the the new church um for 300 years and they're the ones that you know if you have read about the the roman times they're the ones that fed christians to the lions for sport um and there was heavy persecution so for the emperor of Rome to become a Christian was a big deal. And that happened 300 years later. However, when he became a Christian, I mean, obviously the Romans had a lot of gods. There's a lot of pagan rituals. There's a lot of sun worship. And so instead of setting that all aside, they incorporated their Roman beliefs into Christianity. And through that, the Roman Catholic Church came about. So about 500 AD, then the Roman Catholic Church became a thing. It became part of the government. And it was not necessarily a good thing. So we know that the Roman Catholic Church is... Uh, how do I say this <laughs> gently? Um, there is prayer and worship to different saints, to people that have passed. There is a lot of interesting religion and theology incorporated into the Roman Catholic Church. And so that's pretty much what we knew of Christianity for the next thousand years was the Roman Catholic Church. They were part of the government. They persecuted any anyone that was a true believer. They persecuted 
Jews quite extensively and they I guess to try to become most powerful there's definitely different claims that I've read of them announcing that they are above the Bible and there was a lot of religion that went into that so move forward a thousand years and now we have the Reformation and that's when Martin Luther came out of the church and said no this isn't okay this isn't biblical they started printing Bibles because up until that time the the Catholic Church had turned the Bible into Latin so that nobody could read it so the priests were the ones that gave the word to the people essentially and Martin Luther made it so that people were awakened and they started printing Bibles they started having Bibles to be able to read and this was such a huge thing and that's something that I remember learning as a child to not take our Bibles for granted like we (laughs) there are many Christian homes that have just so many Bibles and we have all these Bible apps and it's amazing and these are at our fingertips and the fact that we don't a lot of Christians do not read it on a regular basis is mind-blowing because this is a, a privilege that we didn't always have as Christians so that happened with Martin Luther there was lots of war between the church and the government and Catholic um, a lot a lot of war and then there's other reformations John Calvin and they kept trying to go back to the Bible you know like to have these awakenings and rise up and to get back to the word get back to the word and that's kind of what we've gone through and where we find ourselves today. However, what most Christians do not realize and what most Christians haven't even questioned is how deeply rooted the Catholic practices are in our modern day Christianity. And this is something that's been so pressed on my heart for the last couple years and very intensely the last little bit is to pull out those roots because they are deep and they are not of God. I say that cautiously, but they are not of God. And he has he's told us to not have any idols. And I feel like there is some stuff going on that needs to be stripped away because it's either distracting or it's not in line with who God is and the truth. And once we can kind of see and pull out some of these roots, some of these roots hurt, guys. (laughs) They are intense. And my heart has been so grieving over what we didn't know what I didn't know anyways I'm not sure if this is new for you but what I didn't know and what we have done as a body of believers without knowing better 
and my sense is that God wants us to wake up, to see, to go back to our roots, to go back to our Christian roots, our Acts 2 roots, our what Jesus' life looked like roots, and to strip off the Roman Catholic Church and the ties that it has, because those ties that it implemented into our Christianity are all based on pagan god worship. A lot of sun worship. Um, yeah, so I really, really encourage you to just just keep looking this up. If something strikes something in what I'm saying and you're not quite sure about it, look it up. This is really, really big and I am convinced that we need to get this to move forward, to make a difference, to rise up as a body of believers, of genuine Christ followers. Even the name, even the name Jesus Christ, look up the roots, it's interesting. Um, I'm trying to work towards um, saying his true name, Yeshua. And that, that's going to be a little bit tricky to switch over, but I'm working towards it because that is his true name, Yeshua. So let me just read something quick here in Galatians 5, verse 8. And you can read before two. Maybe I'll start at seven. Before you were led astray, you were so faithful to Messiah. Why have you now turned away from what you what is right and true who has deceived you the one who enfolded you into his grace is not behind this false teaching that you've embraced not at all don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart it can permeate your entire belief system so this this is what stuck out to me this morning and why this is so important to dig out these roots don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system? And I have a feeling that this runs deep and might truly affect our effectiveness as witnesses and as followers of Yeshua. So, look into it. I'm going to talk about just a few things here because it's a lot, but certain things like Sabbath. Did you know that Jesus followed the Sabbath? Did you know that his followers followed the Sabbath? Did you know that the Sabbath is actually on Saturday? So why do we do church and our day of rest on Sunday. Why is that? I'm, I remember asking that once as a kid, um, and the, the answer that I was given was the reason that we do that is because that the, that's the day that God, that Jesus rose. So it talks about that in all of the um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that it was the day after the Sabbath that they went and the tomb was empty. But if you look through the New Testament, okay, that's that's all well and good, but if you look through the, the New Testament, 
um, there is nowhere in there that says that we should be switching it to Sunday on the day that Jesus rose. So why do we do it? Do you know why? I know why. I've learned it's not great. We do it because that's what the Roman Catholic Church decided to do. So, although we are not, and this kind of goes into the law and stuff, although we are not subject to the religion of the law, that's fine, but when should our day of rest be? And I'd actually love to just unpack this way, way more, but maybe that's a for another time anyways explore that explore our religious holidays Christmas and Easter these ones hurt um, even the tooth fairy we know a lot about Halloween but all of these are pagan holidays and yes God can redeem these That's that's not what's up for question it's the symbolism the traditions behind it are all very very deeply rooted in pagan god worship and this i really feel like is something that we need to realize as christians so we can look at it and reassess some of the things that we're doing and possibly let go of some of these idols and that that can be painful I can promise you that I have shed a lot of tears over these last couple days over the grief that's in my heart on you know what what we've done what I've done as a believer and I because I didn't know better and so what I'm saying is now is the time to know better. We can learn about this. We can learn about our roots. We can learn about some of these things, some of even like there's so much theology, so many sayings that we say that I had no idea. We're not actually in the Bible, but we're just Roman Catholic quotes. Like... God will not give you more than you can handle. That's not in the Bible. There are lots. Like, there, there is scripture where you can see where maybe that was taken from. Like, um, the scripture on that God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. And he will always provide a way out. So that one's in there. But this idea that God will not give you more than you can handle, that's not scriptural. And that quote comes from Catholic beliefs. And there are many, many, many of these quotes that we say in the church that are not from the Bible. And I really feel like we need a stripping away of this. We need to be delving into this and learn this and I will hopefully walk you through some of it as I'm learning because I'm still learning 
I am not claiming that I know it all. I know that this is something, lots of this is stuff that God has put on my heart over the last 10 years. And there has been an, an awakening for me. But realistically, the full stripping away has been an intense, just like couple days here. So I'm learning. And I really hope that you will join alongside me, learn alongside me, um, give me grace when I don't quite get stuff right. Um, and then look at the Bible and look at the whole Bible. We need to not pick apart stuff. I know that's talked about a lot, but we really need to pick apart stuff to make it say what we want. But we need to look at the whole Bible, which means reading it. So there we go. There's my first little talk about this and we will see where it goes.